Thanks so much for coffee this morning. Yes, it's been too long since we had a chance to catch up. Let me just put my phone away really... Oh my gosh. I can't believe what Sharon just posted. Well, you share your thoughts all the time too. It's not like... No, I'm going to say something. Is that really necessary? I think you'd be better off talking to her in person. No way. She and everyone else need to see how wrong she is. Wait, did you just post that? Tag her and check in at your location? Yeah, why? Well, she lives right around the corner from here. So I'm just saying... Is that Sharon's car? Well, that's what I was saying. Oh my gosh, she's parking. She's coming in. I can't believe you just said that to her. I told you... (laughs) Sharon! Hi. Do you ever feel like we're living in a society of split personalities? People are so bold to say something online. Yet when it comes to having a conversation in person, it doesn't happen. So what would the world look like if we actually stopped sharing all of our thoughts and emotions in a click and actually took time to sit down and listen to each other in a conversation? Hi, thank you for joining us on Path and Posture. I'm your host, Mariah Turner, and I'm here with my sisters, Brittany Turner and Sierra Turner. Hi, ladies. Hello. Hi. It's been a while. It's been a minute. It yes. has. I feel like I said the same thing at our last the podcast. We're just, it's, it's <laughs> been a year. Life. It's it been seems, an interesting year. It, we're not as consistent this year because we're not all home like we were last year. I think we we realized that. Um, we are busy with the kids. Everything's started up again. But we have found a moment to sit and chat this morning, we're actually talking in the morning. We usually film these at night when everybody's mm-hmm. sleeping. But our children are in preschool and the actual school. The littlest ones are napping. So yes. we do what we can. It's uh, it's it's good to be here again. I, I missed talking. I missed discussing the Bible, uh, our culture, and path and posture. For those of you who haven't tuned into one of our podcasts before, we talk about the different paths that God has us walking on, whether we're moms, teachers, doctors, politicians, whatever path God has you on, and the posture that we believe the Word teaches us to have as we walk out those paths. Um, we tend to talk a lot about the mom path, because that's one that we're all walking on. But then um, adjacent to that path, we also have our own individual ones. So like, I might be walking on the um, the paved path while Brittany's over there in the grass, but we're heading in the same direction. <laughs> I love the grass. <laughs> I over go in the uncharted. Forest somewhere. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah. So, I'm on the river bend. <laughs> there you go, exactly. You're taking the, the water route. But we're heading in the same direction. <laughs> Um, so yes, the topic of this week was suggested by Brittany. Brittany, where did you come up with the idea for this podcast? What triggered you? Don't you just love that term? What triggered you? Uh, yes. What wokeness triggered you? (laughs) (laughs) So this episode idea came from about the time when the Afghanistan news hit the discussion table and it was with everything else still that we were kind of talking about, which in our you know daily conversations, which was COVID and back to school and elections and everything like that. We are still up in arms about these things. And so around that time, I felt social media, as social media was exploding, God pushed into my heart a, a little saying, set the table. And we had started appetizers and apologetics back in February. And that's where we kind of meet on Thursday evenings every week. And we literally set the table and we come with difficult conversations, difficult ideas, difficult 
theologies and worldviews, and we work through them around the table. And so from that time, I've realized the importance of having an argument versus a complaint, meaning like forming an argument, forming facts, getting the emotions pulled back and being able to discuss openly and objectively instead of just complaining or writing, trying to prove your point online where no one can see your eyes and no one can hear your tone or understand your heart in the matter. And so that's kind of where I wanted to encourage our listeners that making an argument is still the most important way to get your idea across and to learn you have to be able to, to defend your faith and to learn from other people and their worldviews. Like it's still very important that you understand, even if it's, it's a worldview that you don't understand or you think is wrong, you have to listen to them and you have to be able to give them their space because even if it's wrong, that's the time that you have in studying the word of God to, to test it according to his word by listening and forming that relationship no, I think that's a great idea. And, and the idea of having an argument versus a complaint. And you said, you know, making sure you, you bring to the table your your facts, your data. Kind of hard to do nowadays, just with some things maybe being omitted. But you know, that's a, that's something for another story, depending on what search engine you're using. Um, yeah, I mean, like, if, <laughs> even if you even if you attend the board meetings with these schools right now, like a lot of the parents that are coming to the stand are emotionally driven and are what what I have recognized as emotionally driven, more of a complaint um, than an argument with facts and. Uh, um, objective stance. You just have to be savvy with what, uh, where, you, where you're getting your information. Kind of hard to find it nowadays. Um, Sierra, how about you? Have you ever experienced something? So Brittany said her most relevant uh, argument versus complaint was with Afghanistan. Um, how about you? And anything that you've experienced when it comes to social media, especially where you feel like people are more so just complaining rather than arguing? Um, and there's a healthy way to argue. Arguing is good. You need to be able to argue within your family, within your friend groups. You need to be able to discuss differences. Um, is there anything you can think of? I think about when I was in high school and social media was new, new and well and very prevalent. Where it wasn't, you know, for you guys when you were in high school. Yeah, it was only if you had a college address, college yeah. email. You could, you couldn't get in high school. But Facebook, mm-hmm. you could use it when you were, you know, thirteen. By the time I was thirteen, so everything um, came earlier for you. I remember, I remember, you know, just having conversations on Facebook about stances I had, um, biblically or politically. And, um, you know, people would argue with me all the time about where I stood on issues. And I realized, you know, that it wasn't constructive at all because you just had people arguing with each other and nobody's going to change their opinions by comments on Facebook, you know, it's that personal getting to know somebody on a level of establishing a common ground, establishing even a friendship if you can, and, and then slowly, you know, presenting your ideas to one another in a respectful way. It Mm -hmm. doesn't happen by a drawn out argument over Facebook. And everybody is what they call keyboard warriors where they're, you know, prone to say something more gutsy that they wouldn't say in person, even though it can be really, really disrespectful. 
And um, I realized, you know, in my attempts to share the gospel um, or, you know, share the truth of the Bible um, in a way on social media, I, I was I remember Paul in Acts was saying that he, you know, went up to the this Gentile community and he noticed that they had an unknown God. And so he he took that. He took that part of their culture. He took that part of their understanding of gods. And he said, you know, you have this unknown God. Let me tell you who that is. Mm-hmm. And and then that's how he introduced the message of the gospel to them. Whereas when he went to another Jewish community, he was like, look, we've got the same background. We have the same history and we have listened to the same prophets. I'm here to tell you that what we're waiting for has come. And so he used their common background and that common knowledge in order to share the gospel with the Jews that had yet to accept Christ. And so I realized through that, through those books in the Bible, I can't remember which specific part of Acts it is, but I realized through that story that if you want to share the gospel, if you want to share the truth of the gospel with somebody, you can't have just a blanket statement that's supposed to reach an audience. I have 2,000 Facebook friends. Mm-hmm. That's supposed to reach 2,000 people. One post is not going to reach the heart of all 2,000 people. They have 2,000 different backgrounds there. Yeah. And so I stopped. I, I still you know, share the truth of Jesus and like, you know, in a very positive way, but anything I guess you could label as controversial, I am eager to talk in person. Yes. With and that was that was recent for me because I used to, especially being an advocate for life, I I enjoyed posting about my work in the field in crisis uh crisis pregnancy centers. And I still love writing about it, but it's just gotten really hostile online. And especially if you do have 2000 friends, how many of those people have filtered you out by now, you know, and it's just, it's, I mean, nothing against them. It's your page, your, the way, however you want to view news and your feed, but we're not as, um, I guess, seen or selected as we may think with people, the way they tailor their own feeds. With the algorithms and yeah, that too. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that too. Or, yeah. or you post something and you have like thirty people comment, yes, and then you're just like, you already agreed with me. And so then it's, it's like, even it's even worse now because now you have the people that don't want to say anything, but then just like other people's comments. And oh, it's like whoever that. likes the most is the, the one say, that's yeah, right. When someone says something like mean, and then you have like twelve people like it. And you're like, Come <laughs> on, I thought you were my friend. Yeah, you know, uh, before I dive into more stuff, we had uh, tailored this kind of get gotten ready to talk about this on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And um, Brittany knows I, we couldn't find the mic cord and I'm just like, I, I'm just going to go home. I can't find the mic cord. It doesn't make sense. So um, I went home and something was set in motion because earlier that evening I had seen someone in my neighborhood that I didn't know. And we have a small neighborhood and too. I know almost everyone mm-hmm. that walks in this neighborhood. They all routinely walk. And this person was snail pace lethargically kind of just walk and mosey and just didn't 
didn't seem like a normal person that's getting exercise or going to visit a friend. Well, that was, you know, earlier in the evening. And then a couple hours later, when I left Brittany's house to do this podcast, he was still there on my corner. And when, when I came back, when I couldn't find the cord, he was still there, practically sitting in my driveway. And so I rolled down my window and I'm like, hey, do you live here? And he said, no. And I said, do you need, do you need anything? And he's like, I'm waiting on my friend. Gave me a name, gave me an address, which was a lie because I knew the person at that address and I knew who lived there and there was no one by that name. So I, I called the local police because I'm like, this is suspicious. And apparently he had other wi- other women in this community with him and they were kind of doing their makeup in the back of the neighborhood oh, on and the corner. somebody like offered them water like another it neighbor was, if they seen it, yeah it, it was, was it was not strange. a very good setup situation so i alerted the police i called them i'm like hey there's a guy doesn't he's he's giving me false information he's been walking around my house for hours so um but then i alerted next door Mm-hmm. Y'all love that place. Y'all love that site, that app. Oh, it's great. There's some really nice people in there. So let me just say that. <laughs> love my town. Not, no, I'm just kidding. I do. Um, but man, they come out of the woodwork. It is. Yeah. Like, it's well. But literally, like, they. So like, it wasn't even a Facebook or no. Instagram thing. This was a, a neighbor I, neighborhood thing. This next was door. a neighborhood. If you guys aren't familiar with Nextdoor, it's it's a pl- social media platform for people like just around your zip code, or and you can post, you know, gardening tips. Critters on the loose, lost animal, or there's a suspicious guy walking around up to no good, alert, alert. And, you know, part of that, identifying people that are up to no good is what are they wearing? How tall are they? Approximately what age? Oh, and um, what skin color? But apparently when you mention skin color, trigger alert, right? We mentioned trigger. Okay. Mm -hmm. There's some people out there that just cannot handle that. They think it's automatically a racially motivated thing. And I'm sorry, but there was nothing racial about this instance. I don't care if he was pink or purple. He was practically sitting in my driveway and circling my home for hours. I'm not okay with that. I've got kids. I got questions. I rolled down my window. I didn't approach him. He was in my driveway practically. So you know, I, I, yeah, he was my business at that point. Mm-hmm. Needless to say, though, all these people are commenting on her post and making accusations that she's racially motivated. And she's like, I'm just trying to look out for, for my neighborhood, for you guys, and my family. And, <laughs> yeah. and so, you know, it, how are we supposed to stop trafficking and stalking and, and, and drugs and everything? If car we don't know our neighbors, if we don't ask questions, and if we don't alert people and to it's suspicious interesting activity. Because like you have your picture on there, and if anybody took a good look at you, you they would see that you're a race rainbow. Yes. Like, I'm, I'm so many Nobody things. knows what we are <laughs> under like, the rainbow. I, we get asked all the time what we are. <laughs> are you Hispanic? Are you Hawaiian? Chinese. <laughs> we get asked all the time. Yeah. Um, so anyway... We had this prepped to do on Sunday, and ever since Sunday, there's been a lot unfolding in terms there of... There has been. Whew, just everything going on online. And I I don't react to stuff online. I am very much... I don't post stuff online. I don't post stuff in my yard. I don't put bumper stickers on my car. Because I feel like, like Sierra was kind of saying, with online, it's like a blanket ministry. I feel like it's almost like a uh, it's a bumper sticker for your social media page where people can see that and, again, get triggered and just re- react. They just react. They don't respond or converse. They just react. Mm-hmm. And when someone sees something in your lawn posted, they don't 
respond. They just react and they mm-hmm. immediately get emotional. Yeah. Same thing with a bumper sticker. They see you coexist or Jesus way and, you know, auto, they just react. And, and that's, whether it's the truth or not, they just react. And so that's what we're seeing, too. We're seeing a lot of reactions. And that's kind of where I was wanting to go with the complaint. The complaining is is from a reaction. Yes. It is not a, a it's 100% formulated emotional. argument. Yes, it's 100. And so you're seeing that at, at board meetings, you're seeing that online, you're seeing that, and no one's taking no the one's time stopping to, think. to have a, a cup of coffee with somebody that's different than you and say, let's talk. Yeah, social media is not the venue. And right? it was interesting when, when the, with that post that you had made on Nextdoor that the neighbors that had also witnessed it that day were able to be alerted and be like, yes, they I were saw so the same thankful thing. And helpful because they also saw it and they had more descriptions of what these characters were doing in the neighborhood yes. and the women who looked like they needed help yes and, yeah absolutely it was, and it was just suspicious in general so the people that were chiming in and causing strife were the ones that did not live, live in my, here. now i know you can hone in your uh, next door post to keep it just to your neighborhood not your yes. zip code Even right, I, made I, didn't the know, I wanted to let people know because if they left my neighborhood where did they go they right gone to someone else's right especially so, if they were in danger uh yes but then you had the other people on the post that didn't live in this neighborhood um, and they were just focusing on stuff that didn't even make sense. They weren't even reading the post. And there were people that were liking their hatred. And so I think the best thing you can do in that instance, I feel like there's there's a process. There is, you see, you see the hatred, you see the polarization, you see the negativity. The best thing you can do is take them out to coffee, right? But you don't know these people. So you take it away you, you take away their, their, playground. their glory, their playground. You message them individually. You message them privately. And you say, hey, I just, I just want to tell you something. I just, I, just, I just want you to know. You seem like you're coming from an area that's a little bit uninformed. Um, so I want to give you some information, some background. And that's what I did with this person and all 24 people <laughs> that liked their post, which was really, really hateful. I'm like, hey, uh, just, I just want to reach out. Thank you for reacting to my post. Thank you for being present. Thank you for chiming in. However, and so what happens then? You get some, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that I'd reacted to that. I apologize. I completely understand where you're coming from. You did the right thing. You get, oh, I'm sorry. I, I've got fat fingers. Didn't mean to do that. You've, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you get some people that are just, I thought it was funny. You got a problem with that? And I'm like, no, I'm glad you found some humor in it. I hope you have a great day. Okay, that's fine. And then you get some people that are, wow, um, I totally understand. And I, I'm really sorry that I reacted that way. I, I, I completely think that what you did was right. And I'm like, thank you. Okay. So can we just talk about things? And then so from there, the next thing you can do if these children are still jumping around on this social media playground, I didn't realize that you could blo- like lock the post. So I, I locked it. And then so no one could say any more hateful things. Well, then, but this, then this one person just started reacting to everything. So he just started putting a sad face. He just started yeah. putting an angry face. Star frown, star frown, star frown. Okay. okay. And then the like, last thing is, you know, I just delete it. And Brittany's like, I feel like we lost. I'm like, we didn't lose. I took away the playground. They can't play anymore. Oh, yeah. you know, we won. Like, it's I don't fine. like being pushed very, my, very much. My purpose so like, to alert my neighbors like was served. And people were made aware of suspicious activity. 
they didn't come back for the next couple days. So I, I would say we, we definitely won that one. And mm-hmm. then the people that were just trying to be hateful. They- I just can't believe that person has, like, you have nothing else to do with your day except for start reacting day. to all these comments. It's the middle of the day. That you, can't, <laughs> that you can't comment on. What are you doing? <laughs> so... Um, Yes. So yeah, that was that was literally not even twenty four really, hours ago. Yeah, that that whole thing came to that whole chapter came I to. I really a close. got some great backstory for this podcast. It was great. I wasn't expecting that. Wasn't expecting because I don't. I like I said, I don't react to all that stuff. I I would I much know, rather. It's really funny that it was you that went through this. You guys call me Sweden all the time. <laughs> you think I don't have an opinion? I just don't voice it on platforms. I don't put it on my van. I don't put it in my yard. And if people come and ask me. I'm a great listener. I'll listen to you and I'll be like, okay, I can, I can see where you're coming up with that. If they ask me my perspective, I'll give it to them. I, I, absolutely. Well, I don't shy away from the faith. I don't shy away from what I believe is the truth and my stance on everything from life to family to everything. Um, so, but I'm, I'm very quick to listen, slow to speak when it comes to just diver- diverse perspectives, divisive issues and I think it's important to, to be like that. Um, one thing that I thought about was Robbie Zacharias, you know, despite the scandal that surrounded him at his passing, he still remains what I believe one of the best Christian Christian apologists. Um, and, you know, in reference to his scandal, as Christians, look at the Bible. Look at all the wonderful men and women in the Bible. Matt Chandler often says, do you think any of these men would be hired to be on church staff? Never. <laughs> David. King David. I mean, well, especially something and we're not, that we And we're not prove. excusing his I mean, behavior. If, absolutely if not. If he did it, if it it's if terrible. He did it. It's awful. Like, yeah. That's horrible. Yeah. But we just don't know. He, he died. You know, he can't. He can't. And God is, God is in his word and his truth is bigger than that scandal. Yes. So Period. The Bible talks about holding teachers to a higher standard. Absolutely. So they answer to God yeah. for everything they do. Um, but yeah, Christians, we definitely shouldn't put people that are teachers on pedestals because they're human. And I knew so many Indians that came to the faith from Ravi. Yes, absolutely. And like, well, even, I'm not going to say that that what Ravi did like declines what what's become of them and, and no like, he's speaking the word the word is truth these aren't words absolutely. it's not ravi it's yeah. not it's not the gospel that's of a ravi. living speaking that's the a gospel. living word of god so there's nothing that you can refute or argue with what he is saying right. with the gospel now his behavior yes there's yes. something that and you we can do not condone that so that being said um <laughs> yeah, disclaimer his, his job as an apologist is to help formulate arguments for the faith right yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. This is this is Sunday school questions here. <laughs> Jesus. I'm over here thinking about the condone condemn. <laughs> I know. No. Okay. So one of his mottos, I and I don't know if this came from him directly, but I repeatedly hear it in his teachings was always to win the person and not the argument. And that's important. I feel like Jesus himself. If you look at his teachings, he often taught in parables. He wasn't there to tell people off. This is wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. He says, I didn't come to condemn the world. I came to save it. Mm -hmm. And so when he's teaching in these parables, he is there to help this person, help to win their mind, to win their heart, not to argue with them about what they're doing wrong. And get them thinking for themselves. And we did the same for for crisis pregnancy. We always said, save the mother, Mm -hmm. save the child. Mm -hmm. And that way it gets... It gets the the counselors and the lay counselors and all the volunteers their minds off of baby saving, which is something that obviously we want to do. But the mother is what 
is what needs to be saved. You save the mother, you save the baby apart from its life. You save its its upbringing. Yeah, you save, you its save everything. You save its by 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 loving that mom. Mm-hmm. So w- winning the person versus the argument. I feel like when you can't see the person. You are just out to win the argument. That's exactly what social media has turned into. Despite, you know, there are so many people that talk about the wonderful things on social media, the connections made, um, you know, the the stories shared. Yes, but I feel like it's it's getting to a point, it's in this downward spiral where people are just, I, I don't know if the pandemic helped to fuel this in the sense that we just stopped seeing people. And then when you oh, were yeah. out, when you were out in public, you stopped seeing their faces. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, but it's to a point where no one cares about people anymore. They, they just don't see they themselves. Don't prioritize and it. In a society that's all about unity, all of a sudden it's unity. You have to except, think like me. Yeah. Well, it's unity um, when you're on my side. That, that it's, it's it's unity in the sense that it's not a, a, like a conglomerate ideas all solidified together to make up something beautiful. It's concrete. It all has to look the same. Mm-hmm. That uh, movie on Netflix about the social media. It you know this is a secular movie. It has no basis of 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 Christian truth or anything like that. But even that secular movie says that social media has caused a war well has caused the divide between republicans and democrats to be so much wider Mm -hmm. so much more ostracized like they took like this poll of the amount of hostility towards republicans and democrats you know in like the early 2000s 200s (laughs) 2000s um or even like you know 20 yeah, or even 2005 or 2010 compared to now, so much worse. And social media has a lot to do with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and it's not even just political. You, now we're we're dividing denominations, Christian denominations. So now, like, you can't be a Pentecostal and hang out with a Calvinist. Like, people have issues with that. And it's just hard. Yeah. And, you know, I totally changed someone's thoughts about abortions and LGBTQ and critical race theory and masks and vas- vaccines and everything. Just last week on Facebook. Totally changed someone's mind. Said no one ever. <laughs> no one ever. No one has ever said that. Yep. And so it's, that should be first and foremost on everybody's mind when you're posting. You will most likely never, ever, 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 ever change someone's mind with this post. Because no one's going to look at that. They're going to see it and they're going to react. The best way to help someone start to see things differently and open their mind and have a different worldview is just to speak with them, which is what we've been saying this entire time. I feel like what the Colosseum was to Rome is what social media is to... Ew. Just like... That's so sad. Uh, no, but like, something so grand and amazing and beautiful, and we hit social media. Well, well, it's also. I mean, it's I also mean, horrific. Were slaughtered. Yeah. Here, so. <laughs> okay, but no, I'm talking about structurally, like architecturally and but, historically. But like, how many amazing. people are emotionally slaughtered? I mean, like so, from oh. social media. Okay, now I see where you're going yes. with this. <laughs> Beat them to the lions. I'm saying, Terrible. like, how, how much how much entertainment do we bring to people by? By kind of putting our opinions out oh, there, yeah. On which is why, I said, I, if someone's arguing with you, drag it off the board. I do want to say, put it in their inbox instead, and you, you immediately take away the somebody spectacle. is making popcorn and sitting at they us. are, yeah, they the are. trolls. Wait, yeah. I do want to say, I was on the I was on the airplane for the first time since January 2020, since before everything COVID happened. So I'm sitting on the plane for the first time, and I'm sitting next to um, this 
this black guy and we were having a conversation about race in America. And, um, you know, for anybody that doesn't know, Mariah, Brittany and I come from a very just racially diverse family. And so we were having just a really in-depth conversation about the history of race in America and all this stuff. And we had very, very opposite views of how to solve issues in America, of what the problem is of slavery in general in world history. And yeah, not just America, but world history and world history one and just but we we disagreed on almost every single point, um, except, you know, he would make some points. And I was like, yeah, you know, I can see that I'd really be interested in looking more into that. But at the end of the conversation, you know, I was like, well, you know, thanks for it, when the plane, you know, landed. I was like, well, thanks for having such a respectful conversation about this and and just, you know, being cordial, being cordial. And he's just and I was like, even though, you know, our our views were so different. And you know what he said to me? He was like, well, from what you've said to me, we don't seem all that different. And he shook my hand. And it's so sweet. And I was just like, you can't get that off social media. No. You can't. It was completely. I, I don't even mind that we differed on so many things. He gave me a lot of things to think about. And, and, and form an opinion on, and he stuck with you. It, well, yeah, and in the Bible says to have a reason for what is it? The what? A, come, let us reason. No, no, no. Have a reason for like the faith you believe in. Like yep. you be oh, able yeah. to defend that. I'm very much paraphrasing a Bible verse that I can't name off the top of my head, but, but it says to <laughs> a give a reason of apologetics. For, for the faith that you have. <laughs> and you know, he challenged me to ha- give reasons and 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 constructive arguments for the opinions that I had, you know, and, and when I couldn't back something up, when he challenged me on something I believed in, and I couldn't back it up with something I was like, wow, I need to be more prepared. Like I need to be able to give a better reason Mm -hmm. for why I believe this. So it was very constructive being able to talk to somebody that viewed differently than I did in a constructive and respectful way. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, absolutely. You're you're in a tube in the sky, sitting on a seat in the sky talking. Titus 3, 1 through 2, I read, it says, remind the believers to submit to the government and its officers. They should be obedient always ready to do what is good. They must not slander anyone and must avoid quarreling. Instead, they should be gentle and to show true humility to everyone. Now, the context, I got this from EnduringWord.com. So Titus was writing to remind the Christians under his care to show proper respect and humility towards all people, now particularly those in a position of authority. So one thing I do want to clarify, submit to the government and its officers. This isn't, okay, give up and bow down and do whatever they tell you. It's be respectful. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, they didn't submit. They stood for what they believed was right, what they believed was truth. Daniel in the lion's den, he didn't submit. He stood up for what he believed was right and what he believed was true according to the word of God. But they were kind. And they were kind. Yes. So be respectful, be humble, and humbly refuse is okay. It's an okay thing when it comes to authority and, you know, whether it's a school board or it's a a corporate organization or it's your local government, you know, you you can stand firm on the word of God and what you believe is your God-given right, your God-given freedom, your God-given, what's it, choice for your family, for yourself, for your community. Um, You know, we we are called to have that discerning spirit 
and uh, and to live with our convictions. And in the in the Bible, one hundred percent gives us those examples with again Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, Daniel, so many more. So be passionate, be kind, and be humble. And you can do that while making an argument and standing your ground. Yes, on what you believe. Absolutely, whether that's God, guns, or country. Meaning we don't have to go shattering Starbucks windows. But. Yeah, or go burning the Constitution if the government wants us to. You know, we still have the constitutions for the people, not for the government. It's to give the people power and to limit the government's power. So that being said, you know, when it seems governments try to grow a little bit here and there, we are to submit to people in power. Yes, but submit in a way that's humble, not complacent. Yeah, that makes any sense. Or indifferent. You you still hold your values, your beliefs. And I don't, I don't believe the word of God would tell us to give that up if our government's asking us to give that up, right? Correct. Right. So just a little nugget there. Put that nugget out there. Let it just simmer. Put it in the oven. Get crispy. Go talk about <laughs> it around the table with someone. <laughs> yeah. So definitely an interesting topic this week with uh, just social media, arguing, complaining. Uh, what are you guys doing personally our listeners speaking to you directly you listening listen now what are you doing (laughs) who are you talking to what are you saying that you probably shouldn't be saying should you be saying hey are you free tuesday morning when we drop off our kids at school you you want to get together and catch up do you want to meet up here grab grab a salad and just talk let me tell you the worst thing that could happen we have lettuce in your teeth they would say no i can't (laughs) and then you would move on yeah (laughs) Like but at least you tried. But at least, at least you, you took you it off the spectacle board and took it took whatever conversation away from the, the frenzy. Yeah, and it the is internet. like a t- it's a piranha tank. I've heard that China has like some bomb that they can drop and it destroys all of our like electronics. And sometimes I'm like, well, that wouldn't be so. Bad. Is that really that bad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be so chaotic and awful. I know. No, think of Texas uh, when they lost power. Where's Twitter's during, headquarters during the during the drop freeze? It there? Just drop it. Yeah, on Texas Twitter. was drop a hot mess during the snow bid. Don't hurt people. Facebook, just the tech. Apple. Where are they? That place would be great. Silicon Valley. Yeah, there you go. Right there. Um, you want to be. Not a keyboard warrior, but you want to be a knight in shining armor when it comes to love and the gospel and and things like that on social media, right? You want you want to look different, you want to feel different, you want to just breathe life and love into these dead, yucky conversations. What's wrong? Yeah, no, I am. Um, oh, I thought you were pausing me. Yeah, because you said you want to be love, and I just recently read in in one of my books that yes, Lewis? no, it's oh. not Lewis. <laughs> it's actually a theology book. Oh, but it says that. The Lord takes pleasure in making himself known to his creatures. He is pictured as a God of love and love must always communicate itself. Communicate. Yeah. So that desire to communicate love is is something that's innate in us because of the Imago Dei that God has pressed upon us. And so God is wanting us to communicate love. Mm -hmm. And I think we get it twisted. We try to think or, you know, pride. We say, I have a better idea. Let me communicate it via internet. And not even like that doesn't work. No, like, we, just, we, like we're giving when it's when we think it's convenient. We're, oh, I don't want to meet with this person. I'll just text them. I'll give love when I want historical context too. I love the book of Judges because you know so many people are like, oh, it's a terrible book. <laughs> I love. <laughs> I personally love the book of Judges because you realize 
nothing is new in the sense that humanity is screwed up. So it's just mm. like everybody was hating each other back then. Everybody's hating yeah. each other now. Everybody so back then I, was doing what they thought was right in their own eyes. In, in their own eyes. And that's what we're doing oh, now. And so it's just, like And I love that God's throne is in that rubble. But he, yes, God is constantly in Com- pursuit. Is his throne or is it more like his footstool? Like <laughs> It's like the leg, the bottom of the throne. <laughs> like, um, come a little higher, people. He's it's like, it's like in the, pursuit. the little piece that keeps the, the throne from sliding on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> the throne stop. Yeah. Sorry. No, my, my point was, no matter how much you want to just be a beacon on these platforms, people who are hell bent on causing strife will not listen, no matter how logical, how calm, how full of wisdom and just discretion and discernment you are. And I and I just know this for a fact. I, I will not I will not I will not say who. I will not name names. <laughs> but there is a person. That I remember having, even this was in person. This is the person I was talking to in person, having a conversation with who was hell bent on causing trouble. And I looked her in the eye and I was saying, you know, the most the most logical, the most wisdom, the most calming voice that I could say to this person to help her understand what was going on. And her eyes glazed over and she looked past me and just ignored everything I was saying and then went right back into the conversation that was happening just next to her of people just fighting and biting their heads off. And I just know, you just know, people, swine. people who swine. are, they are determined to stir the pot and cause strife, they will not listen and to you, you Jesus. you will see it in their eyes. In flesh. You will you, see it in their eyes. You, well, you just, yeah, you can feel it in their hearts. Yeah. When they are not at all interested in the kindness that is in your voice and in your face so take away that, the kindness in your voice and your face, and you put it on social media. It's 10 times worse. And I think that- you could, you could post the most logical thing, which I did. I did on this past one on Nextdoor. I was, I was nothing but factual and logical of what was happening in my neighborhood with suspicious individuals. Like this is, there was nothing outside. Like this is like a police report that I yeah. posted, right? And people were taking it. And I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm taking this thing down because it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you guys are making like no one. sense. You're making no sense. And th- that, but you make a good point too. So even if you're meeting at at the table, like you have to be aware and you have to be wise in who you are choosing to to come to the table. So if you have a group of women that pour into you and and you into them, um, that you meet with weekly. Like that's one thing, but if there's somebody that really differs with you, um, if their heart's not ready, one on one is the best way to to. But to even go. sometimes, if their heart's not ready, like right. there needs to be a lot of prayer before you have that meeting with right. them. Yeah, because you people- have to you have to consider all of the things, and that takes time. And you have to you have to tell yourself. Some people just want to argue. Take they do. the time to it's their fuel. And yeah, and if they want to argue, like you have how. to move so on so because draining. some sometimes you're gonna. You're going to plant seeds and then another person's going to water. Mm-hmm. That's just how that goes. Like I, I had a, you know, a friend that would always reach out because she knew how I, well, she knew how I felt like politically on things and she would reach out just to argue with me on them. And I'm like, I'm not looking to argue about this. Like if you want to have a constructive conversation, okay, but I have better things to do with in my time than feel all this strife, mm-hmm. you know? I felt like I wasted an entire day being on the phone with police and then checking in on this next door app to see. You did. 
but was, I, it was draining. I think it was I think it was a good lesson to kind of it was a good reminder of stay off <laughs> to push but it but again we got information from from neighbors that we wouldn't we have we did yeah and so it there's so there, you have to take the good and the bad and you have to realize how to navigate the conversation like that like finding out that you can close the discussion yeah. and stuff like that like Key. you have to take these steps money man you because the internet and social media is a tool it's just a tool yeah and it's not the way of life that it's interesting the world's tools. trying to make it uh they're meant to build or construct or be helpful like money money's a tool or a mirror but money's a tool but a the love of money is, tool. is evil right yeah social media social media is a tool but the love of social media is dangerous a mirror so is the a love tool, of any kind of vanity tool, it's, it's the opposite it's the opposite of what it's it's supposed to do that's interesting yeah you make it an idol yeah so just to summarize going forward there will be there already are today Something's going on on your newsfeed that are just, they trigger you. You just want to say something, right? You just want to say your viewpoint. You just want hearts to change. You want minds to change. It's not the venue. Not the it's venue. not. Uh, and, you know, I know several people have told you this, so I'm just going to reinforce it. It's not the venue. It's not like my, it's not like this is a new idea, people. This is just a podcast talking about something that we've known forever since this whole social media platforms, all of them came out, whether it's TikTok or Facebook or Twitter or Nextdoor or Instagram. You will not change someone's heart or mind via those platforms only. So that being said, the point to remember, just take things off, take things off the board, put it in someone's inbox, take it out of the inbox and put it on the table. Like Brittany said, meet, meet in person. Um, just, I feel like. Food and fellowship. Be, um, Break bread. Be discerning. I, I, I feel like it's so easy to click or post or type and just going forward this week. Um, you, you share with us, share with us how you feel like you stopped, you thought, you thought again, and you decided to, you know what? No, it's not worth it. It's not going to change someone's heart or mind. I'm just going to maybe get in touch with this person and meet in person. And doing your part is not liking a comment, liking a picture. That's not your part. And I feel like you're to, called to so much more just because you post something and you share your view doesn't mean it's the loudest voice. I feel like our voices become the loudest when we gather in numbers. Mm-hmm. You, like r- with uh, our schools right now, there's a lot of people that are pro-mask or pro, pro-mask pro choice. And you can say all you want online. You can be as divisive as you want online. But you, when you gather in numbers and you meet cordially and you discuss things and you, you – that's I feel like that's when things start to happen and things are put into motion um, when people can see the numbers of people gathering and supporting a certain issue, like the like the March for Life, right? You can you can talk about the pro life things all all you want online and share things. I I don't know how far they're being shared now. We we don't know with algorithms things, algorithms and censorship and just this week we saw how you know uh, this and I, live I'll, action. I'll, I'll I'll share this. Yeah, liveaction.org. They're fantastic. Um, when it comes to the pro-life movement and they have for i think months or years have been paying google to have an ad shared that uh, is for the what's it the plan b pill re- re- reversal it, which is just the progesterone proge- it's a natural hormone if you are going into a miscarriage early or you have contractions early doctors will give you progesterone to help stop labor so it's just a drug that gives your that you, you're given to help stop having contractions to keep your baby safe, right? So if you take the Plan B pill and you immediately regret it and you, you actually think, I, I, 
I didn't, I, I want this baby. I, I did the wrong thing. Well, liveaction.org has been paying Google to run these ads to say, hey, you made a mistake. You want to, you want to change what's going on? This is the reversal pill. It's progesterone. Go, and you can click it, you can buy it, and you can save your baby, right? Well, now Google has completely stripped the ads down and they say, nope, this violates things. Meanwhile, if you Google Plan B reversal pill, you'll get like four ads for abortion, abortion clinic, local near you, abortion. And, and then finally, down at the bottom, it'll populate, oh, here it is. So it's being suppressed, it's being omitted, and it's not right. And I feel like we are in a free country, but Google is not, I guess, our country. It's they are just partial. An, it's an online search engine that feels like they are allowed to dictate, it's tyrannical, what they want to share. It's, it's They don't have free speech. And um, so these are the kinds of things that we're running into online. So that's why I feel like it's important to bring things out in person um, yeah, because to the table. if you try to post things online things are censored make a spaghetti Believe it dinner or not, they're censored and talk about it yeah over a glass of wine yeah so um i think this all just needs to be covered in prayer i think we talked about some stuff that um may or may not have gone over well with you thank you guys for listening this far thank you for making it to the end <laughs> um but you know if there's something that i said that didn't sit comfortably with you pray about it think about it Reach out. Reach out. You know, I'll, I'll drive to Arkansas to meet with you. That's fine. <laughs> Road trip. Or phone call. Uh, yeah, phone call too. Uh, hearing someone's voice is, is probably a, lot a than phone email. call first before <laughs> you take your four trips to, to Arc- Arkansas. <laughs> Arkansas. I don't even know you. It's <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, just pray about it. I think that's the best thing we can do. And I'll, I'll pray about things as well. It's not the, it's not our last resort. It's our first resort. Is is to, to pray. Right, I raised the mm-hmm. oh, The only thing you can do is pray. No, that's the best thing you can do is pray. So we're gonna pray right now. Father God, I just thank you so much for uh, being present, for being uh, here with us as we are talking about your word, your world, your people, um, everything that you've created. God, we definitely know how to run things to the ground, and uh, we need your help in terms of caring for each other the way that you've designed us to care for each other. We need your help in loving each other the way that you call us to love one another. And Lord, we need your discernment to uh, speak to each other the way that you have called us to speak to one another. And Father, I thank you for this podcast. I thank you for just the platform to discuss things, to bring things to people's attention, to shed light on certain issues, and uh, that we can do that, that we have the ability and the freedom and the time. God, thank you for time to do this. And um, Lord, I just pray that these words, uh, that this podcast would go forth for the glory of your kingdom, uh, for the glory and honor of your son, Jesus. And I pray that lives would be touched and changed with these words and uh, through your Holy Spirit. I pray that your Holy Spirit would move through this and um, just do a mighty work in the listeners. And Lord, we just give this all to you. And we thank you for your son, Jesus, for his sacrifice. And we pray that you'd help us to sacrifice for each other. And to love each other in a way that um, just shows your love beyond all all understanding. It, it's unrecognizable to the world. They wonder, what is that? And then we can tell them, it's Jesus. Help us to be like that. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.